Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Hello. Hi, how are you going? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. What is going on? I'm just... Uh, recording on location today. I love that. <laughs> I'm in Apollo Bay for the weekend. That's so fun. Just a weekend away. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. What about you? What are you up to? Uh, nothing much. Just had a bit of a sleep in. So. Yeah, we all had like, because most of us have kids that have come and well, we obviously don't have our kids with us. And even eight o'clock and we all got up and we're like, oh, how good is this <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. And I, so I brought down my almond milk. I brought down my coffee pods. Did you? They don't fit in the machine. And oh, it's like one of the Aldi machines with the Aldi pods and they're disgusting. Like I tried to have one this morning. It was foul. Oh. So like they've all gone out for a walk this morning. So I'm like, please bring me back a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yeah. I've never had one of those LD ones. Some people don't like recommend the, the beans though. But that oh. maybe that's different to the pods. Well, I have no yeah. idea. But mm. um Yeah, what else have how's your week been? Busy. Yeah. Just coming up to Christmas, hey. I know. I've been flat out as well. I know. I know. Like, I can't believe it's only well, I actually sent out an email because I'm ordering diaries for work, like everyone at work. Yeah. And at, at the time when I sent out the email, it was like 43 days or something to like 2023. Yeah. How scary is that? That's crazy. Like I don't even know where this year's gone. Have you started your Christmas shopping? Uh, I did this week. I started really like minimal things like because I like to do more than one present. Like I'm a yeah. more than one present sort of girl. So, um, yeah, it's like the mini things for people, if that makes sense. I haven't yeah, thought yeah. of the big things yet, but at least yeah. I've started. Yeah. How about you? No, I haven't started yet. I'm planning on starting. Is Black Friday next Friday? Yes. So I think I'm going to start when all those sales come out. And do you know what, Lockie? It's so funny because I'm already, like, preparing for those sales. Hopefully they're yeah. good. But yeah. I've gone, like, to the websites and saved everything I like, like, in my, like, saved or in my cart. So on Friday I could just be, like, add to cart, add to cart for yes. everything I need. Yes. That's a good idea. I might do that as well. Because there's no chance I'm going to be able to go through looking for things on mm-hmm. that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping to get a bit done then as well. So touch yeah. back with me next week. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll share our Christmas shopping. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm dying to tell you. I think I told you ages ago that our neighbor got another dog, like a little girl, and her oh, name yeah. was um, Shay. Anyway, Victor actually met her this week. We just have not, because we've been so busy, we just haven't met the other dog, because Winnie we see all the like we used to see all the time. But anyway, Victor has fallen in love. Like wow. actual, <laughs> I can't explain it. I've never seen him behave like this with another dog. You know, it's funny because Olive has a boyfriend. Yes, and I remember you're telling gonna me. Die. Do you know on... what his name is? What? Lockie. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait a sec. I know. I think, is this the one she pooed? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, she pooed on his bed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, like when they see each other, they just kiss. Yes. Is that what Vic does? Yes. And they've been dancing a lot and he's really, <laughs> yes. Like, like, I don't even know how else to explain it. It's like poodle dancing. And then like. He's gentle with her. So his his other girlfriend, see now I feel like well, I should say his wife who lives on the other side, 
they are a little bit more rough, whereas with this one, he's, like, really gentle. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and even, like, he'll sort of, like, jump on her and as soon as, like, he's pinned her, he'll just let her go. It's crazy. It's, yeah. So funny. So sweet watching them play. I'm really excited for him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because he's a bit, like, Olive, Olive, like, he's not really a fan of. Yeah, he's not a dog. He's not a dog dog, if that yeah, makes sense yeah. at all. Like, he's definitely more human. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even if dogs come up to him, like, he'll, he'll sort of show him his teeth. Like, sorry, he'll show his teeth to the yeah, dogs. Yeah. Like, snarl a little bit. So I freak out. Even big dogs. Like, he's got – just have no idea. Yeah, he's just trying to protect himself. Yeah. Although him and Winnie got into it the other day and Winnie actually bit him. And I think it's the first time he's been bitten. And he got a massive wake-up call. Like, I feel like he was on his best behaviour, like – from that moment. So maybe it was like a bit of a good thing. Like he wasn't trying to hurt him, but it was trying to like be like, do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, get away from him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. But should we get to it? Yes. Let's get into it, Lucky. Okay. Good afternoon, welcome to First at Four. I'm Nicole Cairns. And I'm Tom Cowley. Well, police have given us an update on the Clunes cold case investigation into Nina Nicholson. Tom, what's happened? Yes, Nicole, uh, Nina Nicholson, uh, who was brutally bashed to death uh, in Clunes more than 20 years ago today. This is how the career covered it back then. Uh, police are still hunting the killer of Nina. They uh, have provided us an update saying they're still looking for someone who might have uh, committed the murder. They believe that uh, the person still lives in the area or did live in the area at the time at least. Uh, They prepared a brief of evidence a couple of years ago to try and uh, charge someone, a person of interest, but uh, were informed they didn't have enough evidence. So they're uh, hoping someone will come forward with uh, any snippet of information uh, into the circumstances of her death. Thanks for that, Tom. And in sport, we have a look at the opening rounds of Cricket and Bowls, which kick off this Saturday. And if you haven't already, take a look at our online feature, Play Like a Girl, which showcases some of Ballarat's um, young female sporting talent. So for all those stories and more, don't forget to pick up your copy of The Courier tomorrow. Go online to thecourier.com.au or download our iPhone or Android app. So this week we'll be discussing the case of Nina Nicholson. Now, I found this case super sad, especially Mm. because there is not a lot of information on this case. No, my mum told me about this. Did she? Yeah, so like when I sent it to you the other week, my mum said, oh, lucky you and Karina should do the Nina Nicholson case. And I Googled it and I was like, whoa. Because like um, we used to live in Ballarat. I don't think when this happened, but um, yeah, mum knows all about it. Wow, oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. I was literally going to ask you, how did you find out about this case? Because there's mm. not much on it at all. Yeah. So there's literally like most of our information has come from the little news articles I could find. And also there is a podcast that Nina's cousin has made. It's called Clunes Cluedo and she's just trying to spread the word regarding Nina's case. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So Nina Caroline Nicholson was born on September 30th, 1968 to Spike, which I think is such a cool name. Is that like a birth name? 
I'm not sure, actually. That's interesting. Isn't it? I actually thought it was such a cool name. Mm. And Anne Jones. So Nina had a younger brother named Andrew. She grew up in a little town called Clunes, and this is located in Victoria, Australia. So a quick Google search revealed that the population of this tiny town in a 2016, what is this? Uh, census. Census. That's like that little thing you fill out, isn't it? Do you know like, what? I freaking love doing the census. Like I'm you? such a weirdo. <laughs> yes, I love really? it. Like I love filling out the form. Like I just love it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it asks you like just random questions like who you live with, what you do. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. It yeah, just yeah. like gathers data on the population, yeah. That is so random that you love that. Um, Anyway, this particular um, thing revealed that there was only 1,728 people that lived in this town. Yeah, and that to me is a huge thing when it comes to this case. Yes. Yep. And this is in 2016. So when, like, this story takes place, I can imagine there were a lot less. Less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So had you ever heard of Clunes, Lockie? Um, because I used to live in Ballarat, I did know of it. Yeah, but yeah, because I had I never. I'm so bad, you know me with country towns. No idea yeah. what's around <laughs> us. Um, anyway, so I had to Google it, and I found out that it's the first place gold was discovered in Victoria. Yeah, because Ballarat's a huge gold town, so yeah, yeah, lots of gold in that area. So Clunes is also known as a book town, which honestly I'd never heard of. And I thought it sounded super cute. So, again, I Googled. Apparently, <laughs> it's the only town in Australia dedicated to, quote, books and writers. And there are only 15 that are recognised in the world. What do you mean dedicated? Like, do they live there or, like, what? Well, I think they just – I think it just attracts, like, more the like the sort – like, creatives. And okay. I think that they've got – I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's, like – a lot of books there. Like they've okay. got book fairs and like they're just like you're yeah, dedicated to books. Like I don't, okay. I'm not sure if it's, they've got an extra amount of bookstores and things like that. But I think they do have a book fair. So maybe that adds to it. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, there is a huge amount of like writers and artists who live there who just find the town inspirational. Mm-hmm. And it sort of makes me want to go there. <laughs> I also found it interesting that apparently the parts of like the original Mad Max were filmed there and also some Blue Heels, which I used wow. to love yeah. back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1991, Nina was 22 and working at as a nurse at the children's ward at Ballarat State. John's of God Hospital. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Ballarat was about a 30-minute drive from Clunes. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like nursing was Nina's, like, greatest passion. Yeah. I think it takes a special person to be a children's nurse as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So I read a story that Anne, so that's Nina's mum, had written that described Nina coming home one day after her nursing exam crying. Anne thought that maybe she had failed, but it turned out that they were happy tears and she had just gotten her dream job. Yeah. So I think that just shows how much it meant to her. Yeah. Nina has been described as, quote, a humble country girl. She was kind, respected, and popular. Nina dedicated her time to helping sick children. Nina's favourite colour was blue, which is evident in her stylish oversized glasses she wore. They were like the trendiest glasses in the 90s. They were, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I was, because I was born, I was going to say I was born with glasses, but I was pretty much... (laughs) 
<laughs> like I started wearing, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like at a very young age, right? Yeah. And I feel like my one of the first pairs of glasses I had were like those huge ones as well, but they were rainbow, like full oh rainbow. And I still got them. Yeah, you know what though? My mum told me that I was really insecure about my me wearing oh. glasses. So there aren't a lot of photos with me wearing these massive glasses, but I will try to track some down for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So Nina also absolutely loved John Farnham. Mm-hmm. And just quietly, I love that song, Two Strong Hearts. Like, <laughs> I just love it. I think it's his best Put song. That in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Alice, Nina's cousin, the one with the podcast, recently found footage of Nina in the front row of the John Farnham 87 Whispering Jack tour. After hearing a story about Nina saying she sat so close to him, quote, she could practically see up his nostrils, <laughs> which I found hilarious. So Nina married a man named Robert in March of 1988 when she was just 18, 19 years old. Yeah, that's crazy, hey? Isn't it so young? Mm-hmm. But I guess back then it's like was the norm. In the 90s though? But early 90s. No, this was 88. She married him. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. So, Nina was super clucky. She loved kids and just couldn't wait to be a mum. The couple remained in Cludes and lived just around the corner from Nina's family. Robert, who his friends called Nick, which I was like, why? But it's the Nicholson because obviously it's Robert Nicholson. Okay, yeah. Was a truck driver and would often spend nights away for work. On these nights, Nina would sleep at her parents or even stay with friends. Yeah. And lucky one of these friends lived in Warrnambool. It's just like such a small world. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So crazy. So on Tuesday, September 10th, 1991, Nick was on the road headed into state for work and was going to be away for the night. Nina spent the evening with her family having dinner at her parents and just hanging out there a bit before her night shift. As she was working that evening, she wasn't planning on spending the night. Yeah. So Nina left her parents' house just after 8 p.m. and returned home to get changed and ready for work. And, like, they lived just around the corner, hey? Yeah. Like, everyone lived, like, so close, like, the whole family. Yeah, like, walking distance. Exactly yeah. right. So when Nina did not show up for her 9.30 shift at the hospital, a friend contacted the Jones family to let them know. Hmm. So this was extremely rare for Nina as she was very punctual. And this is just evident as the family were notified by like 9.40 that she hadn't shown up for work. That's crazy to me because like I always think like say like if you were late to work, which oh, normally you are. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but I'm like, I always would, late. If if I hadn't heard from you, I think it would take me until at least lunchtime for yes. me to be like, okay, something's not right. I completely agree with you. I feel like let's just say we were back working together. I feel like ten, maybe ten thirty, the very latest. Then I'd mm. start to worry. But me, exactly. Like I'm always late, so yeah. It's just like such quick thinking from her friend. Yeah. When the phone first rung at the Joneses' home, Anne actually thought it was probably Nina calling to record her favourite show, which was called Chances. <laughs> and this show was about a middle-class family winning a $3 million lottery. I'd love to win the lottery. <laughs> I know. What a dream. Mm. 
So Andrew, which is Nina's brother, woke Spike and they they decided to retrace the 30-minute drive Nina would have had to take from her house to the hospital. So the weather was horrible that night and they were worried she may have run off the road or broken down as the roads were really wet. Yeah. When they got to Nina's to start the drive, they were surprised to find her car still parked in the driveway. As they turned into the driveway, their headlights panned across Nina's porch and there they found Nina lying unconscious face down in her nurse's outfit. Mm. Nina had been brutally bashed. Yep. In the head, eh? Yeah. So Andrew, who was just 17 at the time, called for help while Spike rushed home to get Anne. Again, such quick thinking, you know? Yeah. So Spike remembers pulling into the family home driveway, beeping so Anne would hurry out. At the time, he didn't know what had happened and if it was accidental. Anne made it back to Nina just in time before she took her last breath. So she was still alive. Yes, and Anne recalls her, like Nina, letting out a sigh. Like the last. Yeah. I know. It's so sad. But, I mean, at the same time, it's comforting that she was there for that. Yeah, yeah. Although they tried everything, Nina was unable to be revived. So while Anne was on the porch with Nina, she remembers seeing a tall male figure near the clearing on the left side of Nina's house. He was hovering and sort of watching them from the shadows. Now, it was too dark to make out this man's face, but she just remembers it, like, clearly, obviously, after all, everything calmed down. She's like, hang on a sec. You know, what the heck was going on in that clearing? Yeah. So who would do this to Nina? She didn't have any enemies. Her family have said she, quote, wouldn't hurt a fly, and robbery was ruled out almost immediately. And this is because Nina was found with her bag and all her cash cards, keys, everything lay nearby. Yeah. So it remained untouched. So obviously, do you know what I mean? It wasn't robbery. Like that mm. couldn't have been the motive. Yeah. So something I found really interesting is that Nina's glasses were found at the back of the property in the clearing, meaning the killer took them with him and either threw them or dropped them behind the house. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't it? So Nick, Nina's husband, was completely ruled out. I read that they were struggling to get in contact with him as he was on the road. So a family friend near the area he was heading actually went down to meet him at the South Australia border to tell him the horrible news and drive him home. Yeah, my heart actually breaks for him. Like I couldn't even imagine this. So it is believed Nina was attacked when she was leaving for work. As I mentioned, Nina was found wearing her nurse's uniform and the door to her house was locked. So like she was probably just leaving. Yep, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So Nina put up a good fight, but unfortunately she did not stand a chance against this. I've written F face because (laughs) my blood was boiling Um, as they were using a blunt instrument. Mm. A post-mortem determined that Nina died from blunt force trauma to her head. 
Nina's family remember about a year before Nina was murdered, she had phoned her parents around midnight, petrified that someone was creeping around outside her house. Yeah, so someone was stalking her or something. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, she was alone as Nick was away for work. So Spike went straight over to check everything out. And although he didn't find anything, it was from that night forward, Nina agreed she would not stay home alone while Nick was out of town. Yeah. So Nina had actually admitted that this sort of thing was happening, like had happened multiple times while Nick was away. But, um, I mean, and you know the thing, like I, I'm just imagining her thinking, like, am I imagining this, you know? Mm, yeah, like, yeah. or am I being like, like, is that really a noise outside? Like, I guess if you don't see anyone, you've just got a feeling that someone's out there or hear something. It's and easy like, to jump to conclusions like someone's out there. And this person obviously knew when he was away. Yes. I find that really odd, yeah. Unless it was his truck was away. that's Because that, that's something that crossed my mind. But if he yeah. was a truck driver and his, you know, truck was parked out front of the house on every other night and then, you know what I mean, nights that he was doing his long overnight trips, it wasn't there. I guess that's an easy sign to know he's away. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like they were obviously watching her constantly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it had yeah. to have been a local. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like how do they not know? I guess it, it's like it's a car thing. Like if there was another car in the driveway, maybe they wouldn't be creeping around her house. But if they knew it was just her car that was there, like it was safe to like go back there. Yeah. So some news articles also claim that in the years leading up to Nina's murder, her underwear would disappear from her clothesline and also another woman's clothesline that lived in the same street. So this just seems to be like some sort of pervert yeah. hanging around the area. Yeah. And can I just tell you something, right? So it's reported that Nina used to change in front of the heater on a cold night. Yeah. And I still do this. Um, I just find, like, you know, I just love ducted heating, especially on a, on yeah. a cold night. Like, I, I just find, I love changing in front of it on, on the heater, you know. But yeah. um, so could there have been a peeping Tom, like, watching her maybe change on the heater, maybe she's caught them, maybe she's, like, sort of seen them. Like, I just find it strange that this is the one and only sort of murder. Yeah. Especially in this town that's taken place. Um, I don't reckon it was intentionally a murder. Oh, okay. So you think she caught him? I think that, yeah, I think maybe, like, Something's happened, and yeah, he, she's either he, seen. I think she's either seen him, yeah, from like her window and being like, "What the?" And like, but then why would she lock the door if that happened? She'd actually lock herself in and then call her dad. Yeah. So she, it had to have been like she was leaving for work, and he's just, I don't know. They could have just yeah, like locked eyes, like they've only just like she's locked the door already. Yeah. And then he just attacked her out of, you know. Shock, I suppose, and yeah, I don't think he intended to kill her. And I honestly think that her dad disturbed the scene, her dad and her brother, because who knows if he was still there and he hears like a car coming, he's probably gone to hide thinking, mm. like, I'll oh, just wait till the car passes. But it was her dad, yeah. Another interesting point is apparently Nina would never have you know, how you've got like a sensor light, she would always have hers off. Mm-hmm. 
just to save like, I don't know, on electricity or whatever. So it would have been pitch black in that area. So in my head, I feel like the killer would have been like, I'll go back to her when this car passes. And then when it was her dad, he just waited there thinking like, oh shit, you know, like who knows what he was going to do with her. Yep. Yep. So no leads have been discovered in relation to this pervert. For the times I must give credit to the police, they interviewed the whole town. Yeah. Alice, Nina's cousin, has said that there is not one person from Clunes that she has spoken to that lived there at the time that hadn't received a knock at the door from police. Mm. They even put up posters like all around the town asking for people to come forward with any information and to tell people where they'd be, like if they'd like to locate them or speak with them. Police were able to rule out every single person but one. From my understanding, they were unable to account for one local man's movements and although he was interviewed many times, he is always he has always been released without being charged. And again, the rumor is that he has a loyal, strong alibi. Yeah. Which what makes me think mean, it's a person. Yeah. It's a person like Yeah, but people that, can lie, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then but they say it's strong. I don't know what that means. Like work or something, maybe. Like that's a strong alibi, in my opinion. Or a wife? I think it's a wife. Because a workmate is not going to, why would they cover for you unless they're involved? Yeah. So in some articles, he is referred to as a neighbor as well. So I'm not sure what the heck's going on there, but that would totally make sense if it was both Nina and the other lady in the same street. Like where other people undies in clunes going missing you know what i mean like i feel like that's something that would have been reported yeah if it's just that one street it makes me think it's that area you know like specifically yeah so there was also another man that police focused on early on and this is because he had been in and out of jail and at the time of nina's murder he had just been released and from my understanding he had been in jail for murdering another woman so I think um, at about that time in the 90s, there was a small jail uh, on the outskirts of Ballarat. Oh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, so I think like a lot of people that had been released lived in the little town surrounding. Yeah, which totally makes sense. Mm. And this particular guy, apparently he did live sort of like close to the area and it did make sense for police to like hone in on him, but ultimately they were able to rule him out. So for them to say that they ruled him out makes me think that, you know, they've got enough evidence for it not to be him. Yeah. So a 1993 coronial inquest was unable to determine a killer or a motive. Yeah. So even if that neighbour was the biggest suspect, nothing came of it. And yeah, what's his motive exactly? Like they would not have enough evidence to convict him. Since then, there have been numerous articles stating that police have fresh information. So Nina, Nina's family, sorry, are requesting a new inquest. Yep. So as we speak, Nina's case is with the cold case unit. There is a person of interest. In my opinion, it's that same neighbour guy yeah. that they have interviewed Before. many yeah. times yep with the alibi 
So Alice believes the person of interest is still a risk to the community. He still works and lives in the surrounding area today. And many people have come forward to her regarding information on this guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm praying that it's only a amount of time that they're able to like get this guy, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if you know, Nina's parents still live in the same house in Clunes today. Yeah. They do not interact much with the community. As Anne has said, quote, I can't bear to think I am near Nina's killer. Yeah. Like you said, it's a small town. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah, exactly. So I can totally, like, I, I get this. You know what I mean? So there is a $1 million reward available for information that would lead to the killer being convicted. Now, as we mentioned, there is not an, a lot of media on this case, especially in the podcast world. Like there is barely anything. So it's possible that the killer, even the alibi or someone with critical information could be listening. Yeah. And I just want to say, if you know something, if you're covering for someone, do yourself a favor and just come forward. Yeah. Call Crime Stoppers. So the Crime Stoppers number is one 800 333 zero 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 take that one million dollars and start a new life yeah yeah like you'll feel so much better especially if you're covering for someone like this is insane nina's family deserve justice yeah and yeah that is the story of nina nicholson and i'm so sorry i don't have a lot more information it's everything i could find yeah on her case that's crazy hey it is so crazy so if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime Canines. And before we go, I do need to quickly give a shout out yes. to one of our listeners named, what was his name, Lockie? Ringo. Yes, Ringo. That's the code name. That's a code name, yes. Yeah. So Ringo gave us a donation this week <laughs> and the only thing Ringo asks for is that we cover a case that we disagree on. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know until we talk about it. I know. Although I have had a request this week. Yeah. And the the request was, I think you will disagree on this case. Okay. So maybe we'll do that next week. So maybe we'll do that for Ringo next week. Okay. Okay. So thank you, Ringo, for your donation. We yes. do appreciate it. And we are looking into yeah, a, a case that we disagree on. <laughs> Yeah, okay, great. And uh, oh, sorry, one more thing, everyone. We are, we are also on TikTok. We've just started, well, we're trying to get on TikTok. TikTok <laughs> account, um, find us. It's the same, um, like, Caffeine Crime and Canines on there. So, yeah, give us a follow if you are in the TikTok world. And also if you have ideas for us on TikTok because I'm struggling. I feel like I'm just not cool to find no, I've, I've the cool stuff. as well, I know. I feel like once we get started, we'll, like, you know. Yeah, we'll get in the groove. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have ideas for TikTok, let us know. And yeah, yeah until next week. Until next week. Bye.